Hello, and welcome to Mason's Podcast. Um, today, I'll be interviewing uh, a military vet, John Lieberman, and uh, let's get into that interview here. <laughs> what is your name? Okay. I'm from uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Really? It's Born and bred. J-O-N. Last name's Lieberman. It's L-I-E. Uh huh. B-E-R. Okay. M-A-N. Okay. I'm uh, from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh huh. Um, I was born in 1964. I'm an old man. <laughs> I'm uh. A whopping 56 years old. Oh, that's... Um, hey, 56 years young. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm 13 years old. <laughs> I'm a kind soul. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I'm 56. I should be on the tour and everything. <laughs> um, I went to... Um, uh, I started off in uh, Deer Park High, uh, Deer Park Schools. Okay. I went to Deer Park uh, Elementary Schools, and I was supposed to go to Deer Park High School, uh-huh. but I was on the border of um, uh, where the Cincinnati Public Schools are, so I could have walked mm-hmm. to I could have walked thirty seconds to Deer Park. High school, uh-huh. walk for yeah. a second, but my dad decided, God rest his soul, he decided that I should go to Walnut Hills High School. <laughs> so Walnut Hills was a college prep school, it had uh-huh. a fine reputation. Yeah. So I took about five buses. There used to be this thing called Queen City Metro. I don't uh-huh. know if Queen City Metro still there. And they say these bus, these fare cards. Yeah. Metro fare cards yeah and it took me about two hours Jeez. on five buses every morning wow and i went to walnut hills high school from seventh grade through 12th grade okay and i went to walnut hills and um i was a scrawny skinny little kid <laughs> <laughs> i got picked up and didn't get beat up kind of got picked up yeah for like six years <laughs> and I had, I was skinny, and I had glasses. Uh-huh. I, had, I had, like, no hair. <laughs> I like, my poor people, I had, like, bushy hair. Yeah, yeah. Boosh, <laughs> I had no hair. My poor, beautiful head of hair is gone. <laughs> and, um, um, I wanted to go to college in Washington, D.C. Uh-huh. I wanted to in politics and everything <laughs> and when you go to and I'll be quick I won't go on forever but when yeah. you go to Walnut Hills High School you have to junior high and high school you have to take Latin yeah you know, you, most college, uh, high schools you have to take um, uh, a language like Spanish or French or, or German modern language but at Walnut Hills you have to take Latin which yeah. is a dead language. Nobody speaks it. <laughs> so you have, to, you have to take it for like two years. And after two years, nobody took it. <laughs> they took a, a normal language. Yeah. But I was good at it. 
and so I stuck with it. Yeah. And so all through high school, I took Latin. Really? And I kept taking it so long into high school where by the 10th, 11th, and 12th grades, I was like the only person in Latin <laughs> class, right in my own class. I literally had a teacher and me in 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. I had my own class. Wow. I'm like getting picked on. Seriously, <laughs> I hit my own class. And they had a teacher strike. They had, in Cincinnati Public Schools, they had teacher union. Yeah, yeah. And the teachers would go on, the teachers would go on strike every couple of years. Yeah. So there'd be no teachers. So, so they would bring in like, they would give teachers across the picket lines and yeah. come in. Yeah. So, they can't just, anyway, okay, they, Heather, so anyway, so anyway, they put me in for, one of the teachers put me in for a Latin scholarship without telling me. Yeah. And so all these kids of Walnut Hills were one of these schools all over the country. And one of the teachers put me in for a Latin scholarship at UC. Yeah. University of Cincinnati. Without telling me. <laughs> and so... I didn't know about it. I wanted to go to Washington, D.C. I um, uh -huh. was putting all these applications in Washington, D.C. The next thing I know, I get this letter. You're going to University of Cincinnati <laughs> and for free. For free. For free? And I had taken these advanced classes at, at Walnut Hills where I was able to skip a year of college. Yeah. I skipped a year. So I wound up being able to skip a year of college at UC. And I was going for free on a Latin scholarship. And my mom and dad said, well... <laughs> you can go to UC and skip a year and go for free. Yeah. And you can live at home. <laughs> yeah. So, so they were happy. <laughs> and I was miserable. Yeah. As so, it usually is. <laughs> so they were like all happy. And so there are the ones that you see at home, you know, going for free. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah, that's great. You know, yeah. I don't know. I kind of wanted something different. So they have this program, which they still have now, Yeah. called ROTC. Uh-huh. It's called Reserve Officer Training Corps. And okay. a lot of kids do it. A lot of uh, 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 men and women, students. I'm talking Heather Campbell. Oh. I'm talking. This is the background. A lot of... Uh, High school graduates go to college, mm -hmm. and you join ROTC. And when you come out of college, you are a Army, Air Force, Marine, or Navy officer. Mm -hmm. You go into the military. Yeah. And um, at University of Cincinnati, they had an Army unit, and they had an Air Force unit. Mm-hmm. And I was this real skinny, pathetically yeah. skinny, weakling, you know. And there was no way I was going to go in the military. There was <laughs> no way. I was the last person in the world who would ever go in the military. Yeah. So, but it was like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It seemed like something that interested me. Yeah, yeah. I'd be able to travel the world, and I was interested in world Things. Yeah. And at that time, there was a country called the Soviet Union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's Russia. But 
something in communism in the Soviet Union. And um, there was a president named Ronald Reagan at the time. Yeah, yeah. It was the 1980s. And it was a different world at that time. And I wanted to become an intelligence officer in the military, where, where you, you learn about other countries and you studied other militaries. And mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And um, I looked at the... And in ROTC, it's Reserve Officer Training Corps. When you come out, you're a reserve officer on active duty. Mm-hmm. So I looked at the Army unit, and those guys shaved their heads, basically. And I looked at myself, and I was yeah. no way. <laughs> no way. Me uh-huh. shaving my head, so skinny, and like, that wouldn't work, because they were like yeah. Army boots and combat boots and camouflage. I would really have gotten picked on, you know. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it looks so good. I don't think they can camouflage. That wouldn't have worked. Uh huh. The Air Force unit, and I thought I looked pretty good in the Air Force uniform. <laughs> yeah. I would have to like crawl under barbed wire. Yeah. But Air Force guys aren't as tough. You don't have to like in the Air Force. Yeah. You know, do barbed wire or anything. Yeah. Kind of like not as tough. So I said, I'll go into the. Air Force unit. Okay. And so I did. And I did really well. Uh-huh. I did really well. I look like a... I'm talking, Heather. I let them into... Scott, you like, these teachers are pushy. They <laughs> I know. They do. They're like really pushy. <laughs> Heather, so anyway... Mason, do your work. God, do your work. Anyway, so... so this is a picture of me okay. at University of Cincinnati in my uniform. Uh-huh. And so I look really good. Better yeah. than the army uniform. Yeah. And so so when I was at UC, they they flew me around mm-hmm. during the summers. Um, you know, when I wasn't in school, they flew me to um, Denver, Colorado, uh, to an Lowry Air Force Base. Uh-huh. And they flew me down to Cocoa Beach, Florida, and Cape Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right the space shuttle launch pads and everything. Mm-hmm. When they were first building a space shuttle. And they flew me down to San Antonio, Texas. It was really cool. And I did so well that when I graduated, I, was, uh, I wasn't I was just a reserve officer. Uh-huh. I was, I graduated... You know, when you go to the Air Force Academy or West Point or Naval Academy, yeah, they come out as regular uh-huh. Air Force, regular Army, regular Navy yeah. graduates. They're not reserve Army or, you know, Navy or Air Force. They're regular military officers. Yeah, yeah. That's what I got. I got a regular military commission, and this is my... Regular military commission. See, it says uh-huh. the President of the United States of America. Yeah. And it's signed by the President. Yeah, yeah. And Reagan? It, does, it says United States Air Force. It doesn't say reserves. Uh huh. It just says United States Air Force. Huh. And it's like, that's pretty cool. And this is, it says distinguished graduate. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, I was like number one. <laughs> it's like, I did really well. It's pretty good for a little skinny, you know, little whatever. Yeah. So, um, I graduated into the regular United States Air Force. Uh-huh. So, 
I became a second lieutenant in the United States Air Force. Now, I'll shut up and you can catch up with your questions. <laughs> no, go on. I'll keep talking after that. <laughs> okay, so, well, you answered the first couple of questions. Like, I was going to ask uh, what or, uh, what part of the military were in, you were in, but I guess you uh, got that. And uh, just kind of the why, like, was it because it was just an extra option or uh, – what was the, what was the why you joined the military? You know, you know, some of it too is is you know patriotism. Yeah, you know, um, you know, you want to give back to your country. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I feel that you know I'm very lucky to live in this country. Yeah. Heather and I travel a lot. We've been to a lot of other countries. Uh huh. And. When you get to visit other countries, you get to see the differences. Uh-huh. And there's just such a... It's like you go to Kroger's here. Yeah. Just you go to Kroger's, and, and you just take for granted that there's everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's everything. There's everything. Uh-huh. And you go to some countries, and you go to the grocery store, there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. There's like nothing. You know, you go to the grocery store here... And there's like 10 billion different kinds of cookies. Yeah. Just don't yeah. think of that. Yeah. Like, you, know, I, you know, I go, I won't mention names of the countries, but Heather and I, it's like, we'll go to one country and you go to the store and there's like one kind of cookie. It's like, <laughs> where's the different kinds of cookies? <laughs> it's like one kind of cookie. <laughs> and, um, you know, you go to certain countries and there's like, I don't know. It's like, Nobody bothers you here. Yeah, yeah. And you go wherever you want to go. Yeah, freedom and you of go choice. To some countries, and you know, you're followed. You know, you you can't you can't go wherever you want to go. Uh huh. You're watched. You can't say whatever you want to say. Yeah. You know, you're restricted as to how you can. Criticize. I mean, we criticize the government. You can't the stuff we say about like there's a presidential election. Yeah, you can, you can ridicule the candidates. You can call them names and uh-huh. make fun of them. And you do that stuff in other countries. You get arrested. <laughs> and we yeah, take that for granted here. Yeah. And so, um, another thing is, my dad was in the military. My uncle was in the military. And a family member's in the military. And you feel not obligated, but yeah. There's a history. Yeah. And, um, um, I mean, I, this is not a stupid answer, but I'll tell you, when you're young, enjoy your youth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tell you. And just don't be in a hurry to grow up. <laughs> like I said, I've been a lawyer for 30 years. <laughs> No. The most boring. <laughs> I've never had more fun than I in the military. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. I loved it. I should have stayed in. Uh-huh. You know, it was a lot of fun. I truly enjoyed it. It was great. Yeah. It, it was, you know, um, I, it was, it was a great experience. And, and it's something... I, I recommend. Yeah. It's not, you're putting your life at risk. You're putting it, yeah. don't take it for granted. You're, you're putting your life at risk. You are. 
you're in the military. Uh-huh. You're putting your life at risk. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, you know, um, so don't go into it, you know, for the uniform. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm just saying that um, uh, it, it's just a great experience. You, you learn great skills. Uh-huh. It's a great way to serve your country, and um, I highly recommend it. Yeah, we do. So uh, that kind of that kind of brings me to my next question, which was like, um, what are some skills that you uh, picked up in the military? that you now value today? I learned to be a really good driver. <laughs> <laughs> which, Heather, which Heather would deny. Which, which Heather would dispute. Uh-huh. I'll tell you that. I had a... I was sent to Washington, D.C. Uh-huh. I was sent to Washington, D.C. And... Um, um, I, I worked at the headquarters office of special investigations. Okay. And I worked, um, uh, three days on, three days off uh-huh. from, um, midnight to noon, midnight to noon, midnight to noon, midnight to noon, and then yeah. off three days. Yeah. And I get to, I got to drive. It was a courier. Uh-huh. And I actually got to drive every once in a while, not not often, but yeah. every once in a while, I got to drive from uh, B-O-L-L-I-N-G, Bowling Air Force Base in Washington, over to the Pentagon. Uh-huh. That was 1985. Yeah. It's a lot different now. Uh-huh. This was way before 9-11. Mm-hmm. There was a piggly wiggly grocery store in the Pentagon. <laughs> and people would just you could go shopping in the Pentagon. <laughs> I belong to the Pentagon Credit Union. I got a I got a car loan for a Chevy Chevette there. <laughs> just walk in and out. Nobody thought differently. It was yeah. like, it was level security. But I I had a little they gave me a little white Chevy citation. Yeah. And I remember just zipping around Washington at night, uh-huh. I couldn't, you know, I wore contact lenses. My vision is bad. I was in the Air Force. I wasn't yeah. a pilot. Yeah. My vision is horrible. I just remember zipping around, uh-huh. you know, and and um, I took a bus. Yeah. I didn't even have a car, you know, really before that. I just took the bus everywhere. And, and uh, I learned to drive in big city traffic. Yeah. That's yeah. one of the things in Washington, D.C., just little things like that. Yeah. And I had my own apartment. I, w- I was in the Air Force, but there was no base housing. Yeah, yeah. So I, they gave me a stipend, like a little, you know, monthly amount. And I lived in an apartment. I lived, uh-huh. to, lived on my own in an apartment. And um, uh, just life skills. Yeah. Things like that. I learned to bowl. <laughs> you know, bowling out here on the base. I how to bowl. That was horrible. Yeah, I'm pretty bad and, at bowling, uh, too. I learned Russian at UC. I learned Russian at UC. I learned Russian <laughs> and VPM Dovrebov Rushka. So, uh... Yeah. Um... Yeah. Are there, are there any interesting... Well, I gotta say, so anyway, I learned Russian and... and yeah. At the Air Force, they used to send me these little 
little Russian yeah. seminars and classes. Uh huh. My old Air Force certificates for my little Russian classes. And, yeah. And um, um, you will not. These pictures make me crazy. <laughs> I don't live with one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you I... are a saint, Dad, but I'm so glad I'm not in school anymore. Oh I'm yeah, it's especially especially with COVID. It's... Especially with COVID, that means that they can like call you on your computer all the time. Oh boy. You're not home. <laughs> oh, my computer's in the other room. I don't know. I can't hear anything. Hold on. <laughs> oh, it's dead. Ah, oh, it shucks. Go ahead with your questions. I'm sure you Um, so since you said you uh, speak Russian, I was curious. Do did you like pick up any interesting uh, Russian phrases? Like, if you went to Russia, uh, you heard you know a decent amount. Oh, I learned. I gotta show you. So anyway, <laughs> I have to have a copy. I happen to have a copy of my orders. Uh huh. See? Yeah. See? See where it says AFOSI. Uh huh. The AFOSI Special Agent John J. Lieberman. Yeah. April 1986. Destination Air Force Office Special Investigations District 42. Mm-hmm. Duty Station at Clark Air Base, Republic of the Philippines. And I, I found an old note. If anybody asks me about what I did there, <laughs> I'm supposed to reply. I may or may not have been in the Philippine Islands during this period. <laughs> if I was, I am not presently this to discuss such operations which may or may not have occurred there. <laughs> that was so cool. <laughs> anyway, that was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But I, I, and so, there's so many characters, there's so many characters I, I ran into. When I was, so anyway, there was a, it doesn't matter, he, he may be dead, by now, there was a real old airman named Hampton Wolford. Yeah. And Hampton was not so smart. <laughs> he, he, he was, must have been in the Air Force for like 40 years. He was a really low rank. He wasn't very yeah. really smart. Yeah. And, and we used to send him out. There was, used to be a place, uh, Godfather's Pizza, it was called. Yeah. Am I not allowed to... Hampton's probably dead by now. <laughs> nah, he's still in the military. <laughs> he's going getting pizza for other people, too. Anyway, anyway, we were, you know, it's an Air Force base, but people get hungry. Yeah, yeah. You gotta understand, it's it's not like on TV. Mm -hmm. People are, in the mother still get hungry, and they used to have these Godfather pizzas. Yeah. Um, the base was... Right next to the border of um, Maryland, and Forestville, Maryland, was right nearby. And it was Godfather Pizza right mm -hmm. nearby. And um, uh, Hampton, uh, we would send him out for Godfather's Pizza. And so 
he went off to get Godfather's pizza, and he came back and he didn't uh, bring any utensils. <laughs> he got some salads, and, and you go to Godfather's pizza, they got these refillable jug, gallon jugs uh-huh. of Coke or Pepsi or whatever. Yeah. And we would give him a hard time. <laughs> How are we supposed to, you know, there were no cups or anything? Yeah, yeah. So, so he apparently, during the course of the day, he had like, he had left like classified papers in the back <laughs> of his car or something. <laughs> Along with the pizza and the, and the salads, he had like all these classified papers. Uh-huh. So he went to the, we sent him out to the commissary like uh-huh. at three in the morning. And so he, he left with the pizza and the Pepsi and the, um, uh, everybody had a white Chevy citation. White Chevy citation. Uh-huh. And you know, he took off, but he had this briefcase apparently that he got from the comm center that he never brought back. <laughs> <laughs> See, there was a communication center. Yeah. There's all this, it's the old days. They used to have these printers. Yeah. Remember the printers, Heather? They would, the computer, the printers would churn out the, the computer paper. Yeah. They would dot matrix. Uh-huh. Remember, and the, and the Air Force Base would get CIA traffic, like CIA and State Department. Uh-huh. All this specified tra- traffic. It was more speak at. Yeah. No foreign wintel. Special category, no foreign um, contractors, wintel. Anyway, and that was part of what, I did was go through the traffic and pull out what was um, important, what was not important. Yeah. And it's funny, this was all 30 years ago. Nobody cares anymore. But the funny thing is about the U.S. government, U.S. government spies on its own allies. It's funny. Uh-huh. Because a lot of this, a lot of this traffic that were, I would look at, it was like, you know, uh, analysts have determined that the, uh, the Canadian wheat crop this year is, you know, going to be, it's like, we're spying on the Canadian wheat crop. Like, <laughs> Who cares about the Canadian yeah, wheat crop? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Uh-huh. You know, whatever. You know, whatever. <laughs> the Canadian ambassador was, was seen, you know, worried about scratching his head after reading the Canadian wheat crop. What, we had this guy following, you know, with, Binoculars, yeah. <laughs> the ambassador through his bedroom window, whatever, whatever. But I'm like, some general was going for a walk with his Saint Bernard, uh-huh. and he, he Hampton parked his car unlocked, left his car unlocked. <laughs> when he went in the concert, when he left his door open, yeah, he like stopped the car, left his door open. It ran the commissary, and this general in a bathrobe, he goes over the car, and the car's running with the keys in it, he looks inside, not, not only is there the, the keys in the car, and he looks in, there's a pizza pie and a, and a Coke, but in the back seat, like, this briefcase and all this classified traffic's in there. Uh-huh. CIA reports. <laughs> all these military reports. Yeah. The general walks in and we stand out ten, ten. You know, he walks over to me, starts, starts pointing. Yeah, around. yeah. <laughs> He's in charge here. Yeah. Like, and he slams his briefcase down. I want to know who's in charge. <laughs> what is the meaning of this? 
They're like, Hampton, why is there grease all over these papers? Whatever. <laughs> um, so, Whatever, but yeah. I can't remember what your question was. It was, <laughs> um, are there any interesting Russian phrases that you picked up? Um, I knew a lot of, what I knew is like military phrases, you yeah. know, the names of the McCoy and Gryevich, the MiGs, I knew all the airplanes and, uh -huh. and, um, I knew a lot of Filipino, um, they would, the locals would call me names, oh, for the Inca comes, <laughs> no, I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We eventually left the, the Philippines. Not that I was there, in case I was there. Not <laughs> but, um, but, um, um, no, I, I knew the military terms. Uh -huh. but, you know, just military terms. And, um, um, you started off with the, the Russian, um, you started with, Heather says, don't do the Proverbs. I started with Proverbs. They teach you poetry and Proverbs. Uh-huh. Um, um, uh-huh. That means it's raining, it's raining. <laughs> Learn poetry by Lermontov and Pushkin. Uh-huh. That was 30 years ago. <laughs> Wow. So, um, what was, what was the most interesting place that you went to, uh, while in the military? I can't tell you that. No. <laughs> there is, I will tell <laughs> I wasn't really it's there. <laughs> it's, it's not there anymore. It's a, uh, uh, uh I guess. There's, there was a, there was a, in Washington, there uh -huh. was a, there was a, there was a, um, there was a, um, I don't know to tell you. <laughs> They're listening a, to the call right now. I don't know to tell you. In Washington, there was a, I won't tell you where it's at. There was a, um, um. Little Salvation Army store. Uh huh. It's just like a Salvation Army store where you could buy like, uh, it's like a Goodwill store. Yeah. You can buy like stuff real cheap. Uh huh. And there's a. Don't go in the bathroom. <laughs> you go. You open the bath. The men's room door. Yeah. You go, and. and you open the men's room door. It's not a men's room. You walk yeah. in, uh -huh. and it's a, and it and you go down these steps, and it leads into a huge warehouse 
of it did of Soviet military equipment. Jeez. Tanks and artillery pieces and Soviet jets and it was probably the coolest thing. <laughs> if you if it you was ever need one some of the coolest things I've seen. If... It just it just a group of us were left to this bathroom. It was really cool. Now, it's probably not there anymore. It was like, it was the mid-80s. It was really cool. Yeah. It was really cool. And then there was this kid from Air Force Academy. He was stationed at Fort Belvoir, Virginia. And um, there was a uh, Soviet tank that belonged to the Egyptian army. Mm-hmm. And he, climbed, he just like climbed in it. <laughs> he like climbed in it and, and somebody yelled, it's like not deactivated or something. Or, like, there was something. What does this button do? <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, if that you was ever... pretty cool. And well, the other thing is, it's there used to be, America has a alternate National Military Command Center. They still do. Mm-hmm. Um, um, in case of a nuclear war, there's a place designated where all the national leaders, all the members of the National Military Command Structure will go. Yeah. It's, you see, like in the movies, you know, like, God forbid, Washington, D.C. is a nuclear attack. Where does the president, vice president, the cabinet, where do they all go to? Uh-huh. There used to be a, a place called Fort Ritchie, Maryland. It's like in the mountains of Maryland. Um, that was the mid eighties. I got to go to that. That was pretty really? cool. Yeah. <laughs> did I, you I, ever? Did you ever get? Helicopter. Did you ever get like uh, really close to or in the general vicinity of President Reagan? No. No. <laughs> I saw a cherry set in one time though. <laughs> I got. I got to see some. Um. Not Washington. I mean, I got to see him in Cincinnati. I yeah. Downtown here in Cincinnati. Really? Uh, don't say, don't say that. Now somebody's going to come and somebody, somebody from another party is going to come and throw an egg at me or something. <laughs> I just so happen to be walking by. I'm not saying I'm a member of, a supporter of this party. Yeah. Don't get this thought that. <laughs> You just casually see him walk into a Salvation Army. <laughs> I love everyone. <laughs> I love everyone. <laughs> wow. Just, I'll just, I'll just keep a look uh, out for any Salvation Armies and see if anybody important walks into them. And I'll I could just... talk for hours. I saw, I saw some cool stuff. Uh-huh. I saw. I saw some really, I saw some really cool stuff. Yeah. So did you? I saw, I was in, there was a girl I liked in Washington. Uh-huh. And, and we were like on a date. And I was just driving by, I was just like driving. Yeah. And I looked over, just look, I saw a piece of paper. Uh-huh. I was like driving through Virginia. And I just saw this paper out of the corner of my eye. I like got out. I like rolled down my window. In the old days, you used to roll down. Yeah, to actually window. roll it. Okay, I'm old. I used to roll. You didn't hit a button. Rats. 
used to roll down your car window. Every, you know, everything was electronic. I, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Effort in life. Anyway, I so I got on my car and I picked it up. It was a cover sheet uh -huh. to a technical manual for a nuclear submarine. <laughs> it was like a, you know, like it, like it was a technical manual, like how to operate a nuclear submarine, like <laughs> or something. Yeah, it, it was. It was like the cover sheet, and it's like. How did it get there? It's like, uh -huh. did somebody steal it or something? Yeah. That was cool. And I called the Naval Investigative Service and some agents came and they... Wait, yeah. so this did this all happen this while you were on the date? This girl thought I was a nut. Because I was, I was taking her on a date and she yeah. was all excited. I was taking her to this French restaurant and I blew that. Because <laughs> it was like, oh, cool, cool. And it was like... What about the French results? Forget that. Let's go. Let's go. We have more important matters to attend to. <laughs> that was cool. They did. They came and they, they like two of these agents. It's like I'm gonna be an agent too. It's like it's like it's like when I was um, undergoing training. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm gonna be an agent too, and it's like what kind of good is that? five millimeter? And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a nut. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. Oh. Oh, so in, in Washington, so I would, I was in front of this console uh -huh. called Winners. It's, have you ever seen the movie War Games? Yeah, yeah. Where they start a nuclear war, whatever. Uh-huh. Well, I was in front of those, one of those consoles when I worked in, in Washington. I could have just started a nuclear war. Yeah, like with the big screens and yeah. everything. Yeah. And so I had this phone number. I could give you the phone number. <laughs> I remember. I remember the phone number. Um, to call in a nuke. Two oh two. Jeez. The OSI Current Operations Center, Lieutenant Lieberman speaking, 202-767-5387, don't call it. Don't call it. I have every kid in the world call that phone number. That phone number is, if you call a phone number, it's a security police uh -huh. at um, Andrews Air Force Base. Yeah. Do not call that phone number. I'll get the FBI after me. Because I remember, for months I would go, Air Force Site Current Operations Center, Lieutenant Lieberman speaking, 202-767-5387. Some lunatic in the subways of New York, some lady, a bag lady named Pat Begay, uh -huh. tracked her down. It was some bag lady in New York, in the New York subways named Pat Begay, got that phone to know. What? She would call us every night at 3 in the morning. And she'd go, hey, guys, what's going on? <laughs> she would. She would. Wow. Got any Soviet agents, man? <laughs> she knew what we did. I don't know what to do. Was. She knew what we did there. Jeez. It freaked us out. <laughs> How did she get the phone number? How did she know it was... And this was the... We had this big... 
computer reel. Uh huh. Big computer stacks with the real tapes. Yeah. And everything was, and I'd have to take the wheel stack every night. And yeah. Uh huh. Oh god, I just remembered that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. You better just destroy this whole Zoom thing. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to re-record yeah. it, I guess. Don't come after me. Well, is this is this why you didn't want to do it at Butler Tech in person? So, were you ever like in, in any actual like combat situations, or was it just kind of like you know drive here, do this, deliver that? It was a cold, like Heather said. It was a cold war. It was with the Soviet Union. Uh -huh. There was no war. It was real. I'll tell you, they would bring, the security police would bring in the, um, well, we would do, we would do war, kind of like war games. Yeah. Um, OSI did three things. They did counterintelligence. They did, um, um, criminal investigations. They just fine. Counterintelligence was fine. They would do criminal investigations, and they would do uh, fraud investigations. Uh huh. Um. The spying thing was was really cool. Um. And what do I mean by that? You ever heard of the SR seventy one? SR seventy one is the spy plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The really cool Blackbirds, they're stationed for the most part at Beale Air Force Base, B-E-A-L-E in California. Mm -hmm. There's the ones that basically fly just above, you know, the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. They take, play, they take, you know, pictures over Russia. Yeah. Of the, you know, their Air Force bases and stuff. And you just have a lot of stupid people in the military. You have yeah. a lot of really, it's just some stupid people. Uh -huh. What do I mean by that? I don't take more. I kid around a lot. The, you, you're the smartest people in the world in the military. Uh -huh. But you're some really stupid people. <laughs> so, so, you had this one guy on the camera. Uh, you had a camera prop, a photo processor at Buell Air Force Base. Mm -hmm. He was the guy who developed the film. Yeah, yeah. And he was photo, he, no, he was a photo interpreter. He was one of the photo interpreters. He would, you know... Um, Interpret what he saw. Uh huh. He he called the Soviet embassy. Excuse me, the Soviet embassy on Mob Hill in San Francisco. Yeah. I got this. I got this reel of film. You want to buy it? I mean, you don't think the FBI has the entire communications around the Soviet embassy in San Francisco fog. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if you are. If you have a, a toy walkie-talkie and know what I'm <laughs> and call the Soviet embassy. Anything going in and out of the Soviet embassy is monitored. Jeez. Okay? And this guy calls up the Soviet embassy from Buell Air Force Base and says, you know, five hundred thousand dollars in this film's yours. Not kind of you know, we're on this guy's rear end. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That kind of thing. Um. Um. 
one of the horrible things, one thing that seriously that has messed me up to this day, suicides. Mm-hmm. We investigated suicides. And one of the first things, you get some really crazy people at OSI where I worked at. Mm-hmm. You know what they did to me? Um, one day, they made me sit there. They made me sit there and they gave me a book. They gave me they gave me a book mm-hmm. about six. It was like six. I'm exaggerating. It was like six feet thick mm-hmm. of suicide pictures. Mm-hmm. The most horrible thing I've ever seen in my life. They made me go through it. Shotgun victims, hanging victims. The most horrible thing I've ever seen. Yeah. But that's what they did. They, they, to this day, messed me up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, um, the combat things. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to do a drug investigation. They put a, <laughs> I got a little Chevy Chevette. Yeah. Okay. They went about two miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. But they, they put a wire. They gave me one of these wool seat covers, lamb covered, like uh-huh. white lamb skin wool thing. It was like yeah. wool. Yeah. And they, they put a wire uh, in it. Yeah. And they pretended that I was a drug, like a pusher, <laughs> like a drug guy. Uh huh. So you went undercover? Undercover. That was scary. Wow. Yeah. Because one of the instructors, he looked like Leonard Skinner, man. <laughs> he did. He looked like Leonard Skinner. He came in with his tread leather trench coat, man. Uh-huh. He looked like he was going to slit my throat. <laughs> he came in my little, you know, my little, you know, because you know, I don't want no dime bag. He was like, hey, man, I'm just a little guy from Cincinnati, Ohio. I want to go home, you know, and he's like, yeah. slit his throat, man, I don't get my dope. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you know, you forget your dope, man. Yeah. That's serious stuff. That's serious stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there was no, this was way before, there was no Iraq, mm-hmm. there was no Afghanistan, those places didn't exist. Yeah. That was way before 9-11. Okay, Heather, these teachers make me crazy. Heather Cam, remember, stay away from her. Trouble. <laughs> I'm married to her, man. She's trying to will not stop harassing me. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was an officer. Remember, mm-hmm. there's two di- there's differences. There's enlisted and there's officers. Okay. The enlisted soldiers, listen, airmen, listen, Navy, listen, Marines, they do the work. Yeah. They do the work. Uh huh. They do the work. They do the work and they do the dying. Yeah. Remember, I was an officer. You know, they're the real, enlisted are your real soldiers. Uh huh. They are. You know, I'm. You know, it's it's the enlisted that I I respect the officers. I was an officer, but mm-hmm. the enlisted, you know, who does the work? Yeah, you know who's out in the cold. You know who's going to sweat and the bleeding and the dying. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but um, um, I, I, I served and, and I did good. I really wish I had stayed in. I think that was a great opportunity. Mm -hmm. There's a reason for everything. Yeah. I wouldn't have met Miss Heather. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Anything else? I think I think that's about it, man. I well, I guess they're gonna come send me to a <laughs> mental hospital. Out there. I gotta. <laughs> I, I guess this I is. Just, let me tell you. Let me tell you. If you had to be a bankruptcy lawyer, anybody's listening. If you had to be a bankruptcy lawyer for thirty years, you'd be like this too. <laughs> Um, I think nothing more depressing. <laughs> I think I think my uh, because of the things that have been said during this call, uh, my project is gonna just vanish out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. So uh, instead of the dog ate my homework, it'll be the government took my homework. <laughs> but. Yeah, it was it was great talking to you. Um, I'd I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to talk to you uh, any other time. I mean, there's a chance that we'll have to do this again in case she thinks my project is better. <laughs> but enjoy your weekend. Get off the call. Yeah, you too, man. Take it easy. You too. See ya. Fight the power. <laughs> Fight the power. Take it easy. See ya. Take it easy. Take it easy. In conclusion, uh, during this podcast, we listened to a veteran's stories and the experiences he gained from the military. Uh, we learned that, you know, being in the military isn't always that bad. And uh, you know, our freedom does come at a price and we should appreciate those that pay that ultimate price. Uh, so that way we can wake up every morning in the country that we do. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you learned something from it and, uh, I'll see you guys in the next one.